the entrance of the game but i was breathing in i don't know how that happened <laughs> that's okay that's going on at the very start of the podcast <laughs> this, is, this is the podcast now <laughs> all right and welcome to stuck in the sand pit with the old sand masters swanee sam and sean as always i am sean <laughs> Yes, uh, you can yeah, follow me at derealfuckboy86 at twitter.com or something like that. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, episode six. We just watched The Wedding Singer. Woo! What? Morale is low. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, listener. It's taken us a while to get to this. That last film, Bulletproof, it, uh, it almost killed Sam and I. Yeah, some of us Sean didn't even I. make it to that. <laughs> but after that, we uh, roped Swanee back in. Swanee, you, you haven't watched Bulletproof yet. What are you doing? Um, I don't. I guess I'm not watching Bulletproof. Uh, uh no, you're watching it. <laughs> Otherwise, we will sandless shame you. <laughs> They're making wow. me sandless explain this to you, Swanee. <laughs> <laughs> there is no. There's no shaming like a Sandler shaming. Uh, well, how would you feel if you're doing a podcast about Adam Sandler yeah. and then you don't even watch all of the films? Like, what's worse, the fact that you watched all of them or that you watched all but one? Yeah, that is a good point. I guess it's like I haven't... Like, why am I even doing this if I'm not committing? Yeah. Exactly. I watched most of his movies. Like, that's nothing. It's not a big call. Yeah, yeah no, it's not. <laughs> People are like, why? Why would you do that? That is not something to write on your resume. So I will at some point go back and watch Bulletproof. And from the sounds of the podcast, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna love it. So something to look forward yeah, to. I, I'm sure. I think it was like my second favorite so far, maybe. Wow, that's high that praise. Is, that is damning with faint praise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably like my fourth least least fourth. What's like least? Okay. It wasn't my like. None of these films are a favorite. So what's like the fourth least worst? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'd agree. Um, but this week, the wedding singer. Uh, I'd seen it before, but I couldn't really remember much of it. So it was like watching a watching it anew for me. What about you guys? Yeah, I've seen. I've seen clips of it. I don't think I've ever seen the whole movie, and I just remember when I, the parts that I did see I hated, and I've been dreading having to watch this movie, because I just knew... <laughs> it was really hard to get you to sit down and watch this one. Yeah. I tried as much as I could to get out of it. <laughs> and Swanee, had you seen it before? No, I had never seen this movie before. And in fact, I hadn't even seen a poster of it, so I think probably about five minutes in, Drew Barrymore just came on screen, I was like, oh, what the fuck is she doing here? Like... <laughs> Was she not famous before this happened, or is this 
No, she was in ET. E- she <laughs> 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 was in ET. She was in ET. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. yeah, but Other she was stuff. like five. <laughs> but she was like a child. She was a famous child actor, wasn't she? Did Name her other movies. I don't know. She went between ET and The Wedding Singer. I'll do you one better. I'll name two afterwards. <laughs> Charlie's <laughs> Angels and Charlie's Angels 2 Full Throttle. Okay. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> and useful information. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sam, what, what were the critics saying? Okay. Critics. Well, on the old tomato meter, it got 67% and... It had an audience score of 80%, so very well received, it would seem. Critic consensus. It's decidedly uneven (laughs) and surprisingly sappy for an early Adam Sandler comedy. But The Wedding Singer is also sweet, funny, and beguiling. And... All right. From... Leonard Clady at Variety. Supporting players are uniformly strong, and Karaki deserves much credit for exacting just the right degree of outrageousness without spinning into some wild orbit. So, I guess, yeah, good job, (laughs) is what that guy's saying. Yeah, a lot of positive reviews from critics. Yep. Uh, There's only one negative one on the... uh, first page which is one of the sad byproducts of the dumbing down of america is that we're now forced to witness the goofy plots of the 90s 1930s played sincerely as if they were deeply real from roger That's ebert a... i don't think yeah. this roger ebert i don't think you're talking about the right movie <laughs> this was not 1930s no but i think he's saying you have the plots of these 1930s screwball comedies oh uh where the the audience is sort of slightly more sophisticated and realizes that it's completely stupid, but in this it's just dumb sincerely. Yeah. 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 Roger Ebert, he's like a big guy in He reviews, was a big guy, he? yes. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, is he? <laughs> Wait, no, that was intensity. He passed away. Yeah. Um, but he was quite famous about... Well, Mr. Ebert's family. Sorry. Condolences. Yeah, condolences. <laughs> Sorry for your loss. I'm sorry he had to watch The Wings. Sean, just put some respect on that name. (laughs) 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 Swanee, what about the audiences? Do you mean IMDb? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's what I heard. Um, Look, I can actually go through the IMDb. Uh, opinions and score. Do we want to talk about what this movie is about first, though? We'll fix it in post. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, um, luckily for us, I am... Sam, playing Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. Come on, Alex, tell us about the... What is that IMDb saying? Uh, there's, a, there's a really helpful two-line synopsis, which actually covers it pretty well. Uh, Robbie, a singer, and Julia, a waitress, are both engaged but to the wrong people. Fortune intervenes to help them discover each other. 
Um, actually, it kind of feels like throughout the movie, Fortune, Fortune intervened to stop them from discovering each other. That's yeah. kind of the way it plays out. So, I am thinking you are wrong, and you are also wrong with your 6.8 out of 10 score. That is absolutely incorrect. 6.8? That's pretty high. Yeah, and in fact, this is also becoming more popular over time. Uh, I haven't... don't know why. Um, no, it's obvious why. With each new movie he, he releases, um, <laughs> the, the, the better his old movies look by comparison. Mm. But, like... Yeah, that... His re- like, his friendship with Drew Barrymore, like, their chemistry, or, like, supposed chem- chemistry, has always been, like, viewed as a real strength of his movies, or, like, whenever they're in a movie together, people are like, oh, yeah, like, that's that's the wedding singer again. That'll be great. We'll mm. be really good. So I guess, like, just in terms of nostalgia, people see that and they think, oh, yeah, like, this is the same movie. I want to see that again, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people do like this movie. So I think... And I think Drew Barrymore's fairly likable. Um, yeah. Oh, Drew. She does look kind of boyish in this, though. I don't think the haircut is doing her any favours. Yeah, it's like a weird diamond shape. Yeah. It's, it's kind a... of like a bell. <laughs> yeah, it's it very... Like a... Yeah, it's, it's like a bell a... on her head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay. But, Sam, what was this movie actually about? We've got a rough synopsis there, but a bit more detail. Okay. Boy... Meets girl. I said more detail. Hang on. Who is boy? No. (laughs) Just let me unpack it. Boy meets girl. He's a wedding singer. She leaves him at the wedding. Bam. Twist. That's the start of the movie. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Um, Kind of lost. (laughs) So Adam Sandler is a wedding singer. He seems like he's... It's pretty successful. He knows as, his way. As, as a wedding singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a wedding singer. Um, and new girl on the scene, new waitress for the like venue is Drew Barrymore. And, you know, from the start, you can see that that's where it's going. They're going to fall in love. Yeah. But complications get in the way. She has a fiancé. Uh, he is depressed. I don't know. No, I don't really, really know how to explain this. So, Drew Barrymore... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry. 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 It's only fair that Sean also attempts to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Adam Adam Sandler is a wedding singer. He works at a venue and he's got a bunch of friends that all work there. He is that we get told that he's always he's, you know, he's always wanted to be get married. He's wanted to get married since he was in the third grade. Um and his so he loves weddings. He's getting married next week to his longtime fiance. Uh and yet she ends up leaving him at the altar, so he becomes very depressed. Uh, Drew Barrymore, who has just recently started working at the venue, is also about to get married to her fiancé, who turns out to be, like, a real dick, and he's a supposed to be, like, a yuppie, but they, they never really develop him at all. I think... Yeah, he's a very two-dimensional character. When you, when you compare it to, like, Villains like Shooter McGavin, he really pales in comparison. Like I don't even remember his name. What was his name? It was Glenn. His name was Glenn. Glenn. That's a that's a Gullier? classic investment bank name. <laughs> Glenn Gulia. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just said investment. <laughs> what did you say? Investment banker. Oh, uh, oh shit. Um, okay. All right. No. <laughs> Moving on. Um. So Adam Sandler's really depressed. He's got left at the altar. Um. 
but then he forms a friendship with Drew Barrymore and he helps her to plan her wedding to Glenn. Mm -hmm. But over the course of planning it, they fall in love with each other, but they never say it to each other. There's this really forced scene where they kiss, which we'll talk about later. And then uh, at the very end, Adam Sandler hops on a plane to stop Drew Barrymore from marrying Glenn in Las Vegas. And then he woos her with a song and they get Drew Barrymore marries Adam Sandler. The end. Woo! That's it. It's very straightforward. It's so predictable. Like, <laughs> as Sam and I were watching it, we were, like, saying, oh, this is what's going to happen next, and it does. And like mm. you said earlier, Swanee, fortune often intervenes to stop things from happening. Yeah. This it's... whole movie is just one of those things where just if they it's also contrived yeah. everything is completely contrived if they just speak to each other you know the plot would be resolved in 15 minutes <laughs> yeah is this one of those ones where like if they had mobile phones it would be fine you couldn't make this movie now because they just call each other up and well, they'd be like yeah he would yeah. have called her but oh. this this movie was set in the 80s even though it was made in the 90s it was made in 98 yeah are you sure it was set in the 80s i feel like yeah because yeah, of set, all the music set in 1985 at the start oh did it there was like a little oh, line okay. of, of thing at the bottom. It was like August 1985, which seemed oddly specific. Because like... I thought it would come into play or there'd be like a time leap, but no, it was just I think it's August to... 1985. As an excuse for those contrivances where, you know, they don't have phone, mobile phones or anything. Well, they had phones in the 80s. It was just those giant ones. <laughs> you couldn't text on those. I don't think you could text in the 90s, could you? I think you could, maybe. I don't know. How old am I? How old are we? <laughs> what was the 90s again? <laughs> um, that was yeah. like before I was in like high school and stuff. Shit. For the dress code though, oh, like the costuming, it seemed like everyone else <laughs> was, there, was there a dress code for this movie. I don't know. Show up in uh, shorts uh, and thongs. So yeah, like Glenn and uh, Marsha Brady were both like, very 80s. It was like... She was, like, going for the Madonna look. Yeah, he was Miami Vice. Yep. And then it seemed like Drew Barrymore, they could have just... They just plucked her out of, like, her audition I feel like she's, in the 90s. Like, she's she looked supposed exactly... supposed to be girl next door, kind of. She I looked, think that's what they were going yeah, for. She just looked like 90s girl. Yeah. I think a, a lot of this... Like, the setting was there for the contrivances, but it's also there just so they could play a bunch of songs that everyone loves from the 80s. Like, almost yeah. every scene started with a classic 80s song. Yeah. That's true. That's actually one of the only things that kept me going through the movie. I yeah. really enjoyed the I, soundtrack. Yeah, and the, um, the end credits were... Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what was it? We actually, um, this is what the... Video Killed the Radio Star? Yeah, this is, I think this is the first Adam Sandler movie we'd watched where we didn't immediately turn it off once the credits <laughs> started. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this one was a real struggle for me to get through. Actually, I had to pause it a couple of times and then drink some bourbon and then go back to it. It was, I did not enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, again, it's only a 90-minute movie, but this one felt really long to me. Was it only 90 minutes? Yeah. I think it was 100 minutes. I think it was 100, sure. yeah. I thought it was like two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> it felt really long. Yeah. I think because yeah. it was so predictable, you were always ahead of the movie and you're just mm -hmm. waiting. Like, there were so many boring conversations that didn't lead to anything and they didn't need to be there. It's like they were there to pad out the film. Yeah. Like all the scenes with the old lady who oh, wasn't Rosie. his grandma, but was someone related. No, she, well, I think she was his grandma. But he was then calling she, her she was, Rosie. 
Yeah. No, I mean, like, sure, like, some people call their grandparents by their names, which is weird. That's but... normal. That's normal. And then there was weird incest sort of jokes with her. It yeah. was like, not, yeah, I was not comfortable. <laughs> Actually, this movie, it was not written at all by Adam Sandler. Actually... Um, on the IMDb (laughs) page on like the fun facts or trivia or whatever it said that he and Carrie Fisher like came in and like spruced up this plot uncredited Carrie Fisher Carrie Fisher Fisher and Princess Leia and Adam Sandler did yeah why why do they even know each other well they don't necessarily know each other uh, I think there was someone else as well and it's not Lawrence Fishburne. But but the, the main writer... <laughs> maybe, it was, maybe it was Carrie Bickmore. <laughs> what? No. The main writer of this, Tim Hurley, has Hurley. co-wrote a bunch of Adam Sandler movies before this. He did uh, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. I don't know. What else have we watched? He did um, The Waterboy as well. He's done a uh, bunch. But this is the, in this one, Adam Sandler is not credited as a writer. And I think I found this movie to be very similar to Happy Gilmore and also a little bit to Billy Madison in that it's very well made. Uh, it's well, like, well structured, well shot, and probably it was pretty well paced. It was just boring, mm-hmm. but it, the, the plot kept moving. Yeah. And I think that's, I guess, Tim Hurley, he is a competent screenwriter and he, in that he, you know, has a... Act one, act two, act three, it all flows and you have a movie. Um, and I liked it in that Adam Sandler wasn't a writer because I think this was a much more, uh, there was more restraint shown in this movie than some of the others where Adam Sandler just mm. goes crazy. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. allowed to be full Adam Sandler. Yeah, it was sort of like Happy Gilmore yeah. with a less obnoxious Adam Sandler character. Um, yeah, so looking at the IMDb page, trivia, Carrie Fisher, Adam Sandler, and, I'll wait on this, worked uncredited on the script. What, what director-writer, popular films, probably like early, late 2000s, comedy director? Oh, Judd Apatow. Yeah. He... Judd Apatow, uncredited, worked on the script. Wow, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there were some. There were definitely some gags in this that I really enjoyed, uh, <laughs> but for the most part, it was pretty boring. It, Wait, let's go through those. What, what were some good ones? <laughs> I only really liked um, Billy Idol's presence. Yeah, Billy Idol thought... was great, but also on that same plane scene at the very end, mm. uh, Drew Barrymore's like, "Oh, hey, Glenn, can you let me sit near the window? I've never like gotten to see." Las Vegas from above or whatever. And he's like, nah, babe. I don't like sitting in the aisle because the drinks card always hits my elbows. And you're like, wow, what a dick. And then several scenes later, it just cuts to Drew Barrymore sitting there and the drink card smashes her in the elbow. I thought that was really good. I didn't expect them to actually deliver on that setup. So that I like that. That's pretty that's a pretty low uh threshold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the boy George lookalike in the band. Mm-hmm. 
think they were pretty funny and they only ever yeah. sung that one song. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really liked George. I think he was probably one of my favourite characters. Yeah. Who was um, it was kind of a bit annoying that everyone was just like, the joke was like, ugh, it's disgusting. But, well, Swanee. Yeah. George was played by Alexis Arquette. Mm-hmm. That's a woman. Her sister is P- Patricia Arquette. No way. David Arquette. Really? Way. Holy shit. I don't know who any of those people are, but... Oh, medium? Good. What? Oh. Did Patricia Arquette just win an Oscar? Or, like, recently? Boyhood? Was she yeah. in Boyhood? Yeah. No. Yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe? Now I don't know. So this is obviously the, one of the less successful Arquette siblings. Yeah. <laughs> wow, if you're less successful than David Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alexis Arquette and... It's you thought that was a man, Swanee. I totally did. So did I. I thought it was a male actor. She does have a very defined like jaw line and cheekbones. So in some of the scenes, she looked like Jack Sparrow. (laughs) In the uh, especially Billy in Bobby Adam Sandler's character. Yeah, is that his name, Bobby? Bobby in Bobby's at, at his wedding when he's getting left at the altar. And then they showed George. He did definitely look like the inspiration for Jack Sparrow. <laughs> he had like the dreadlock sort of hair with beads and stuff, and then like a hairband. It was something. It was noteworthy. <laughs> yeah, but that, so you wouldn't have been able to make that comparison when this movie originally came out. Mm. So this movie has actually gotten somewhat better. <laughs> I wonder if the people doing the Pirates of the Caribbean podcast <laughs> yeah. are talking about the connection. <laughs> uh, John Lovitz as well as a sort of um, competing wedding singer. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was pretty funny. <laughs> well, he, had that, <laughs> he had that great scene where Adam Sandler's singing this song and he's completely breaking down and it cuts to John Lovitz like, off backstage, slightly behind a curtain, you see half his face, and he's, he says, he's losing his mind. <laughs> and I'm the one who benefits, or something like that. And then the curtain slowly slides <laughs> back across his face. Yeah, it seemed like... that. Like It felt as if they were going to do more with that character. They yeah. were just like cut it out, because they were like, oh, this doesn't make sense for anything else. Yeah, but Kind of like Ben Stiller's role. Yeah, um, in, uh, in Happy, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, definitely. I also liked uh, Steve Buscemi in this. It was great. Yeah. At the very start as the drunk like, dropkick uh, best man. He was hilarious. And then he comes back at the end as a wedding singer. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I love Sandler, that. Sandler Buscemi joint. Back yeah. at it again. Yeah, they're back. So what's this? The third time he's appeared. So we had him in Airheads, mm-hmm. then Billy Madison, mm-hmm. and now the wedding singer. Was he in Happy Gilmore? No. 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 But he will appear again. Ooh, no. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably he might be my favourite part of this movie. He and he was only on screen for what, like two minutes? Yeah, well I mean my favourite part of this movie is Billy Idol and he was on the screen for perhaps five minutes. Yeah. So I think that like the end redeemed this slightly for me. Like the whole movie was terrible, but because it finished on kind of a high note, I was okay with it. I don't the end was so what, that sign was so boring. Oh well I the mean for so long. You know, it was like a feel good ending. And I was like, oh, I feel good now. <laughs> you expected a not feel good ending in an Adam Sandler movie? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
if I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. Oh. But Adam Sandler in this, it was nice that he was fairly restrained. There mm-hmm. were still scenes where he did that his stupid shouty. Yeah. I'm yeah. angry. Like, it's not funny. Why does he do that? Yeah. That was horrible. And he also does the thing where he's like, oh, I'm a softly spoken, sort of like shy, but really nice guy. Then, you know, I kind of get ignored. And then at the end, I end up with the girl. It's I, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. I, I think I just hate Adam Sandler. It's gotten to that point where I can say it. I really do hate him. Give him a chance. I've given him a chance. I've given him six now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a pretty tough movie to watch just because it wasn't like it wasn't the normal Adam Sandler film where you can see like the flaws that are there like you know how he's normally over the top but it was kind of boring paint by the numbers love story that just <sighs> it's probably the most bland yeah one that we've watched so far and mm. I think it's very it's very uh I think it's easy to watch, mm-hmm. but it's... I, um, I, wait, it's... No. This movie no, is not I mean, easy to watch. It wasn't... I wasn't tortured by watching this, like, yeah. some of the other ones we've watched. I was, yeah, I wasn't offended to watch it. Yeah, it was... Like I was definitely bored a lot of the time, but I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to... It's hard to say. Let's break it down, like, because it feels like we're just talking about it as a whole without actually getting into, you know, scene by scene and... That kind of thing. To be fair, I don't know if we want to do that either. So. I think, okay, well, I think the, the opening scene is probably the best in the entire movie. Yeah. Where we first yeah. see Adam Sandler, um, we get Steve Buscemi being the, you know, drunk best man. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, what else? We get the Boy George lookalike singing his song, and then yeah, Adam Sandler. That's really good. <laughs> hasn't gotten back to the stage yet, so he's like, oh, okay, let's just sing it again. <laughs> and he just starts singing the exact same song again. And Adam Sandler still doesn't come back. And then we see a guy come out. It's like, oh, but Bobby, you got to get back in there. The crowd's turning on George. And it cuts, it cuts back to him still singing the same song. The crowd is throwing stuff and booing. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good recurring joke, just the fact that George couldn't sing another song. Like, at the at the, um, the bar, bar mitzvah, yeah. I, half, I, like, I was pretty confident that he was going to sing the song but do it in hebrew and i was like oh that's gonna be really funny like that'll be a good twist that he still only knows one song but he's learned a whole new language to sing it in yeah no No, and then i was still rewarded by the joke so i was like oh you know it's still pretty funny yeah i think those scenes where it's at the venue are by far the best yeah like that scene is great also the scene where adam sandler's just recently been left by his fiancee and he's a mess, he hasn't shaved, and he goes to this wedding, and he's, like, just miserable singing these songs, and he turns on the, the audience. Yeah. That, that that was a great scene as well, I thought that was pretty funny. He points out, like, oh, you know, I'm so, you know, so lucky, you guys found the one that you love, you're not going to end up alone, like me, or that fat guy over there, or that lady <laughs> with sideburns, or pretty much everyone at table nine, <laughs> and it cuts to table nine, and... It's uh, yeah. a bunch of sort of weird-looking people. Yeah. <laughs> and then it later refers to them as, like, the mutants at Table 9. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cruel, but... Yeah, that made me laugh. 
my, my favorite part about that was the complete um, denial and advocate uh, the complete denial of any responsibility by his friend who had told him to do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that, right. What was really weird as well in that whole scene is that Adam sounds like, okay, well, let's sing another song. And he starts singing the song, like, is it Love Stinks? I don't know if that's the name of it, but the whole song is very anti love. Yeah. And it's like, why is the band playing the song? Why do they even know the song? Had he prepped them beforehand and be like, look, guys, I'm, I'm in a pretty bad place at the moment. Can we learn uh, mm. this anti-love song so we can play it at the wedding? And I, I, like, what is the band? Like, yeah, sure. Let's, uh... Yeah, they would get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it like the premise was that he started out singing a, like a love song. I, I have no idea what it was. I can't remember. But yeah, like a clap, like a wedding. No, it was a wedding well, he was sort of song, Holiday. Right? Madonna. Oh yeah. yeah was... Okay. But like that's sort of just like a poppy sort of song yeah. that you might have at a wedding. And then obviously they've they've got like their their prep songs that they probably do every time. And then all of a sudden they're just playing that song. So yeah, he should like they shouldn't have known ahead of time that he was gonna like mix up the agenda. But yeah, they like played it perfectly, which was a bit weird. Yeah. But I did enjoy in that same scene again. When he's like, so he's singing along, and then he walks past the bride and groom and just says, "I hate you," <laughs> and he just walks off. It's like, oh god, yeah. you are not getting your money. <laughs> also, very what the color scheme for that wedding was ridiculous. Like they had like red, black, and then also white and red. Yeah, oh, it was so ugly. It's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that was the eighties. Um, yeah, so his wedding gets left at the altar and then they go back to the house. There's like a kid who's running around in a Freddy, Co- in a Freddy Krueger costume. Where did he get that? Who, who's making like Freddy Krueger masks for children? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then why is he wearing it at a wedding? <laughs> what was going on? That Does was the amazing. kid know who Freddy Krueger is? That's like... <sighs> This movie tried really hard with the 80s references, I think, and that's... Yeah, that's, one that's of probably them. what it is. A lot of, like, you look at the cars, like, Glenn drives a DeLorean. <laughs> like, oh, um, and all the music as well. Um, the mullets, everyone's got a mullet. Yeah. Um... <laughs> to be fair, that was great. No, just, just me? Okay. <laughs> well, Marsha Brady is, like, if she's not dressed as... Uh, as Madonna, she's got like the the workout gear, like the fluoro, yeah, the locomotion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just... <laughs> My God, that was that was ridiculous. What was going on with their wardrobes? Yeah, unlike now, where it's completely normal, and we won't we won't regret these decisions <laughs> twenty years from now. <laughs> In the early two thousands, did we think that that was normal, like the stuff that we were wearing then? Yes, I, guess so. I, I distinctly remember feeling or like thinking at some point I can't believe they dress so weirdly in like the 70s mm. and the 80s but luckily we dress normal now <laughs> yeah cargo pants will never go out of style <laughs> <laughs> these jorts are here forever oh yeah I remember doing um like 18 the... billabong t-shirts <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, I was gonna say I remember doing the fashion revolution for a history assignment once and our teacher was like oh yeah Fashion's like cyclical. It's usually like every twenty years you'll see the same stuff come back. And I just remember thinking, oh, the nineties fashion—that's never going to come back. That was so ugly, and yet here we yeah, are. No, it's back. <laughs> Normcore. 
<laughs> as we learned in a previous podcast. <laughs> and which we will learn more about in future podcasts. Oh, please no. <laughs> Let it die. Actually, uh, I was just talking to one of my other friends and she was going through her emails and she's like, someone just sent me an ad saying that uh, mom jeans are in style again. I'm like, wow, that is actually true. I have seen them around in Surrey Hills, the hipster capital of Sydney. Yeah, Sonny, I'm just going to cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one believed you as soon as you said another friend. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm strapped to even try and remember this movie. Um, I, think, I think we're good. I think we're done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're... We can't be done. Surely there's other stuff to say. Uh. So, there's this really forced scene where Holly, who is Marsha Brady, who is Drew Barrymore's, like, best friend, it seems. Yeah, no, I think they established that they were best friends... And that's how, she, how that's how um, Drew Barrymore got the job. Right. Okay. They have like the same last name. They're cousins, right? What? I don't think so. Drew Barrymore and that that other chick who dresses like Madonna. Marcia yeah, they, 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 they do have the same cousins. last name. They're both Sullivan. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, that's like it's like the opening conversation between the guy who cosplayed. I, I had zoned out by that point. Oh yeah, the guy <laughs> dressed up as Michael Jackson. <laughs> That was an ama- that was an amazing costume. That was great when he had the glove as well. Yeah. <laughs> Should I wear the glove? No. <laughs> no, man. I think it's a bit much. Actually, like that, that whole scene. So what? What was that party? Um, that an was... engagement party? Or something? Yeah. Like no, because they're already. No, engaged. it was a wedding announcement party. I think. Yeah. Oh. Like because he'd said to her, like, uh, Glenn Gooley or whatever his name. Was. <laughs> Glenn Goolia had said. Glenn Goolia had said, "Oh, let's go to Vegas," and then she was like, "Oh, yeah, sure." And then he said, "No, let's get married in August or whatever it was." Yeah. And then mm. I think they were having a like a, a proper engagement party or like yeah, we've announced the date party, whatever the wedding season parties are. So there's a part in that in that party where um, oh, yeah, Glenn, that's where we were going with this. <laughs> Glenn, so it's. Glenn Drew Barrymore, Glenn's friend, and Adam Sandler and his friend. They're all talking, and Adam Sandler's, like, still pretty messed up about being left at the altar. And <laughs> Glenn's friend, like, is like, oh, dude, heard, you know, what happened? You get That must really suck or whatever. And then Adam Sandler's like, yeah, you know, I kind of wish you hadn't brought it up. And he's being, like, really, like, Just bitter being, about it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he ends the scene by telling that guy, why don't you go get drunk and drive home? <laughs> That was actually a pretty strong scene. Yeah. yeah. That, that, I liked... That, that was a good trip. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like Adam Sandler when he's miserable. Yeah. Makes me feel better about watching his movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, sorry, anyway. I skipped over what I was originally meaning to talk about, which is... Um, Holly and Julia, who is Drew Barrymore, uh, at... Drew Barrymore's house, and Adam Sandler rocks up. He's like, oh, you forgot your jacket, or blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And then they had been having this conversation about what sort of kiss they should do on the wedding day. And then Holly's like, oh, why don't you show me... Why don't you, Drew Barrymore, show me on Adam Sandler, like, what sort of kiss you're going to do? And it's really... so It's so awkward. <laughs> and it's it's like this almost a setup to, like, a, a porn movie. Yeah, it was definitely a porn setup. I mean, 
Face like, oh jeez, I don't think we should do this. Uh, oh wow. Oh oh. oh. Go on. <laughs> you should have seen what happened when the pizza delivery guy turned up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that whole scene, and she kisses him, and I thought, like, I was so confused. Was Holly? Did she know that they had feelings for each other and was trying to get them to kiss so that they would realize that? I I think she did because like when she saw them come in, there was, there was like a glint in her eyes. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. But then it was weird because she was like, "Oh wait, no, I want to get on that." No, yeah, it's so bizarre because then she's like, "Oh, I think I should ask Adam Sandler out," and you, yeah. it's oh, true. Barrymore is so obviously not okay with that. Yeah, and it seems that Holly is aware of this and she's sort yeah. of trying to do it so that Drew Barrymore will do something about the situation. But then Holly takes it, like, so far. Like, she, they go to the club. They have a double date with Drew Barrymore, Glenn, Adam Sandler, and herself. And she's all over Adam Sandler. And it's like she's trying to make Drew Barrymore jealous or something. Yeah, I think it was that she was trying to just make Drew Barrymore aware that she did have feelings for him. But then, oh, really? So I did not much. get that at all. Yeah, or... I think, no, but then there's a scene where she... Holly and Adam Sandler are alone now, and they're back at Holly's house. Yes. And she's like, you should come upstairs with me, and we can have sex. Like, was she then trying to make Adam Sandler aware of his feelings for Julia? Right. Or was she... I think she was just flipping her mind. Yes, no. that's what no. I... I'm not Guys, sure. I've watched a lot of movies in my time. I've got at least one girlfriend <laughs> i've got only one girlfriend what do you mean like right now <laughs> actually i want to cut this part because i feel like i can make this sound better but okay so Marsha brady no like she knows as soon as adam sandler arrives with the coat and just gives the coat and goes to leave. She like you can see from the way they position her in the frame that like she's like, oh, I know what's going There's on. There's something going on between yeah. Drew Barrymore and Adam. And so she gets them to kiss to like con- sort of confirm in her own head, and then to plant the seeds for those two that like they're into each other. Then she plays it off that oh, I want to date him just so that Drew Barrymore is like oh, I'm jealous about this. Now I realize. It's because I have feelings for him. She's really all... Uh, Marsha Brady's all over him, all over Adam Sandler at the club to, like, yeah, emphasise the the fact that they both don't want to be... They don't want Marsha Brady involved. They are, like, into each other. And then once Adam Sandler and her get back to her place, it's just to, like, lay that final part to be like, ah, oh, we could have sex but I definitely know that you don't want this. You are into someone else. And then it's like, if he's a good guy, he'll say no. And then I'll, I'll like, you know, play it off and make, get them together. Otherwise I'll have sex with them because, you know, but it's never, sex is okay. okay. Yeah. It's just, it's never like expressly made clear because in that same scene Mm. outside her house, She's she acts like shocked. She's like, "Oh, now I get it. Yeah, but, you have feelings for Julia, and that, she's acting in that scene. I guess no, she's pretending because no. she, she already knew that he had feelings for her. Yeah, that yeah, oh yeah. is so fake. She's like, oh, but I, I thought know maybe what's she was just a bad now. actor. No, she was Marsha Bloody Brady. Yeah, I thought she was a bad actor. She's a great actress. <laughs> Dodgeball, Zoolander." <laughs> 
Isn't just Asha ben Brady. Isn't he Ben, Stiller, ben Stiller's movie. wife? Yeah, yeah, they're married. <laughs> and other movies she's in. Dodgeball 2. Is there a Dodgeball 2? No. <sighs> we should watch Dodgeball 2. There's no Dodgeball We should write Dodgeball 2. <laughs> I've got exact... Okay, all right. Perfect. This is how you open. And don't cut me off because I've got the best okay. idea. Okay. So it starts with... And that's how it would end. Oh! Yeah. Pretty good, right? It could work. I mean, I, I wasn't completely sold on the whole, um, like, serial killer part in the middle. <laughs> um, and then, but then the dinosaur at the end, you got me. You got yeah, me. it all makes sense. Yeah. Bringing in the Lego movie, Jurassic Park. And I mean, throwing Ted Bundy in there. <laughs> It's it's a it's like a, it's a it's, it's a, a redemption story. It's a reference that everyone will get. You know? Yeah, and um, yeah, no, I'm on board. Yeah, cool. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll bleep that out. Yeah, we don't want to give away that plot. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marsha Brady, great actress. She was playing it off as like she was just pretending she hadn't she didn't realize it until that point. Because then she comes like. She had no reason to go to yeah. at, see Adam Sandler at, at the very end. At the very end, except to tell him, "Oh, you need to get over there and save and stop this marriage." Yeah, I th- yeah. I think by the end, I realized that she was trying to set them up together, yeah. but it wasn't clear from the start that's mm. what she was trying to do. Yeah, I guess it was. She forced like it was because of the way she was acting. Drew Barrymore basically got super drunk because she was so uncomfortable in, with the double date situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah what a great friend <laughs> that was a bit like did you guys notice that neither of them they were both like oh we're not big drinkers is that like a thing that's like was that was that supposed to be like a point yeah. that they were making about the film like oh like the good people don't drink or something because like obviously um the boyfriend the fiance glenn was like a heavy drinker and like yeah. his life was crap and it was like oh and then Adam Sandler's friend who dresses up as Michael Jackson yeah. also is a heavy drinker but then he's like yeah. yeah I'm miserable were they just trying to say that oh the good characters like don't drink a lot like I don't know if I'm over reading this in an Adam Sandler <laughs> film what are we doing <laughs> I feel like we should start referring to this as podcast in inverted commas. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler has set the bar low for films, and we've set it even lower for podcasts. <laughs> what Adam Adam Sandler did to movies, we do to podcasts. Just to yeah. Adam. <laughs> this is the water boy of podcasts. <laughs> okay. Favorite uh, jokes or joke. Uh, Swanning, do you have one? You know, I'd actually be like, oh, I have to think about what my favourite joke is, and I'm still thinking. I don't, yeah, I don't know if anything really stood out to me as being particularly enthralling. Um, I don't remember, like, specifically laughing at any point in time, either. And I, I do try and keep track of those things. What's uh, the laugh, <laughs> the laughometer? <laughs> <laughs> this movie broke uh, the laughometer. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. Uh, favourite joke. Nah, uh, 
I got nothing. We go, we'll come honestly. back to you, Sam. Do you have one? <laughs> nope. <laughs> None. <laughs> Not back. I honestly... Like, I know that I chuckled at parts, but I can't think of what it was at. For me, I'd say it's the mutants at table nine. <laughs> oh, it was so... Or, or the go go get drunk and drive home. Oh, yeah. Really that... mean-spirited okay. stuff, which yeah. was just, like, so unexpected. Yeah, that's whole funny scene... because the movie is so cutesy that when it goes, like, to those, like, dark jokes, I thought it was, it was, like, yeah. it was quite jarring and pretty funny. That whole scene I really liked, and also when the when uh, Billy, sorry Bobby, Bobby <laughs> when Bobby, um, Michael Jackson dresser guy, yeah. and the old man are outside the bar, and then uh, Glenn is there with his friends, and the old man just goes to punch <laughs> Glenn and just like taps him on the face and just says, "Oh, I used to be a lot stronger." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really good. That was pretty funny. No, I really hated that guy. Every time I was on screen, I was like, you're not funny, get off. No, I didn't like the like the part where it was like, oh, you need prostitutes. Like, that wasn't funny. But just that punch part. Where it's like, it came out, like, you weren't expecting him to punch Glenn. Yeah. And when he did, and then it was just so ineffectual. <laughs> Have you got anything, anything Swan? I'm trying to think. I mean, I did like Billy Billy Idol generally, mm-hmm. but I don't think he had any particularly great jokes. I was just, I, I enjoyed the fact that he was there. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to hear his uh, his British accent. Billy Idol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how would we rate this in terms of the movies we've watched so far? Yeah. We haven't heard from you about your rankings of all of the films. So Alex, just uh, play out your top in order. How many have we watched? This is the sixth. But you haven't seen Bulletproof yet, so they'll only be five. Yeah, I think five. Whew. I don't know. I feel like I could name a list, but probably would be completely inconsistent with things I've said previously in the yeah. podcast. So if you're listening to this now, don't don't go back and double-check it. There's Just no consistency on... in these movies. Why should we be consistent? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll start with the ones that are the worst, because I think that's easier, and okay. then work my way up. So... You'll so, be surprised how many of the the films you've watched are the worst. <laughs> Possibly five. Um, I will start with the worst one is obviously the first one that we watched, which was yep. going overboard. Agreed. Yeah, that was that was horrendous. That's the worst. Um, probably Happy Gilmore, then Airheads, then no wait, I was then Billy Madison, then maybe this one. Actually, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess this was really boring, but it was neither super offensive yeah. or... Yeah, if you think about it, like, from right. the worst to the best, this was, like, it was it was a boring movie, but it was probably, like, highly rated because it wasn't a normal Adam Sandler film, and that was what was so refreshing <laughs> about movie it. This had so little of those typical Adam Sandler elements. Yeah, I think the lack of Adam Sandler voice, I, th- I, I thought he was kind of sinking into it with the singing at the start, and I was like, if you yeah. sing... Yeah. With the Adam Sandler voice, I will not be <laughs> in this movie at all. Um, and I think probably it helped that I hadn't seen this before. So even though it was completely predictable, it was yep. still something a little bit new. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sam. Sam? Yeah, I guess I'd probably, like, I'd probably put it... I think... I'm pretty sure I said Happy Gilmore was my so far... No, I think I said Billy Madison was the best so far. And... I think this is probably, like, on that same level. Uh, 
It's like, I mean, it's different, obviously. I think but... Billy Madison has funnier bits. Mm, yeah. For sure. But it's also got worse bits. Yeah. This was just like a creamy middle mm. of the run movie. But I think, it, is this better than Happy Gilmore? Yeah, it was better than Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I'd agree. I would watch this again over watching probably any of the other films. Yeah. But I don't think I would enjoy it as much. It's hard to say. It's, yeah, it's in the upper rung yeah. of the movies that we've watched so I mean, you, you could watch this, but I probably wouldn't watch a YouTube highlights of this movie. I don't think there's anything you would put, particularly <laughs> yeah, what would the highlights, be? highlights thing. Um, probably just the conversation with Glenn's fat friend, where he's like, why don't you just bring up my dead parents? Because like, yes. you're already bringing up everything else that's going no, wrong why would life. I talk about that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'd put this towards the top as well. I yeah. think Billy Madison, I'd still put above it. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I think, yeah, this would probably be the next the next one that I'd watch again. High praise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. I feel like we all just got conned into admitting we liked this movie. It's not true. Yeah, I did movie. not like this movie. Don't watch it. My recommendation it is fine. not to watch it. If you. Yeah. What would you give it as a star rating then? Like five out of ten, which would why be the highest star, I've rated why, why any is of his star films. Rating out of ten. Yeah, it's too many stars. All right, out That's of five. six, <laughs> five stars. Solid oh, five out of seven. <laughs> or you can just have thirteen stars. You can turn five into ten, so you might as well give a ten rating. No, you can't turn a six no, into ten. You're the lowest common denominator. <laughs> you should turn your ten rating into a five. <laughs> Why don't we just turn it into a two and a half rating? Let's just turn it into a 20. <laughs> you want to go up or down? <laughs> All right. What, what did you rate right? it out of two and a half stars? Out of two and a half? Yeah. No. Let's go out of five. Oh, fine. Give me a five star rating. Out of five. Okay. No, how many How many stars would you need for this to be a five star movie? <laughs> Seven? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I'd give this, yeah. I, th- I think I would need at least 23 stars for this. <laughs> okay, but out of five stars, <laughs> I would... Two and a half. So you would give it a 1.25 out of two and a half stars? I would give it a, I'd give it a 1.25. So you would, you would need it to be a 10 star rating. I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this uh, 75 stars out of 150. Alright. On a scale of 1 to 10, what colour was this movie? Uh, beige. Okay. Doesn't sound good. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it was more like an electric blue. No, oh, no it was a hot. Bold. It was a hot pink for the for the color scheme. Uh, no, it was like a combination of fluoro yellow, like red and yellow, and like blue as well. So it actually turned into kind of like a muddy brown. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give this a a paisley out of um, the alphabet. I heard Complex gave this a five mic. <laughs> a five mic. I don't know. Is that what they do? <laughs> I give this uh, three gingerbread men and uh, one of the gingerbread men arms out of uh, a gingerbread house. I would give this a Hansel and Gretel mm. out of the gingerbread house ratings. <laughs> 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 it's a joke for all you fans of fairy tales. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is probably worth at least 17 shekels. And <laughs> Oh. Ooh. 
Uh, Bar Mitzvah reference. <laughs> Love it! <laughs> okay. I think <laughs> I think we're well and truly done. Yeah, this really got out of hand. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so follow us on Twitter. Sam, what, what is it? This what is the uh... the Twitter handle <laughs> is sits and pit. Ah, I think that's the first time we've ever got it right. The first go. S I V S Y G L Pit at Twitter com. <laughs> We're also on Facebook as well, so please like us. We've increased our likes by 500% in the past two days. Yeah, guys, I don't want to tell you what our reach is, but maybe. It's upwards of 13. <laughs> it is. That is true. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> and our Diet Pepsi sponsorship deal is imminent. Yeah. Give us that. Give us those shekels. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Subway as well, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they'll sponsor anything with yeah. Adam Sandler in it. That's a good point. Although it was Dunkin' Donuts this turn. Yeah. yeah. Was it pretty... Like, Actually, no, wasn't was there a like a laundry detergent? One. There was like a laundry detergent ad in this movie, which was pretty great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Oh, so subtle. Yeah. Intertextual links, hey? Damn. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So our Twitter handle is S-I-T Sandpit. Sit Sandpit. Sits and Pit. C to Sandpit. Yeah, I'm... Jazz, I gotta go. <laughs> S, okay, it's a Sandpit. Uh, let's, let's wrap it up. What's the Facebook? No. Stuck in the Sandpit? Yes. Uh, Facebook? Just stuck in the Sandpit. Okay, what's our Instagram? We don't have one. Oh. Snapchat? But you can uh, add us on Bebo. At, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can like us on uh, PayPal. <laughs> Add me as a friend on Habbo Hotel. <laughs> uh, I've got so many uh, pieces of furniture I'd like to try. <laughs> oh, that worked. Meet me in World 139 of RuneScape. <laughs> I'll meet you at uh, Varrock. My character name is uh, Adam Sandpit. <laughs> My RuneScape um, character got stolen when I was like Definitely 10. catch up with us by the pool at the Penguin Club before we get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, so we spent time. like half the episode talking about. Uh, I think I think we should nothing. cut out everything else except for this part. <laughs> Enjoy our new forms of rating and our uh, social media pages. Yeah, and it, look, we've got this is up on iTunes. So if you're listening to this through iTunes, through iTunes, uh, give us a rating. You know, at least three gingerbread men, please. Yes, like us, or I hate you. <laughs> Uh, Take us away, Johnny.